Hello Sweat, I'm Jack Grady and this is the Sweatcast, the weekly podcast that provides industry knowledge about the latest trends in the world of sport and fitness. Alright everybody, welcome back for another edition of the Sweatcast. I'm your host Jack Brady. Today we have with us Alex, the co-founder, uh, <laughs> the founder of Go Sweat and Cash Whiteley, uh, who has over 500,000 followers on Instagram. She is our special guest today. So Cash, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody at home? Hey everybody, thank you for listening. Um, so yeah, I'm Cash Whiteley. I am an Instagrammer and personal trainer. I dabble in a bit of YouTube, but I'm not very consistent with it. <laughs> uh, and I also work in digital marketing. So yeah, that's me. All right, great. So I guess to start off, um, can you tell us a little bit about your fitness journey and maybe what age it started at and who were some role models you might have had and kind of how you became this huge social media sensation that you are today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to leave here with a big head. <laughs> um, so I guess I was, I was really active as a child. Um, I was always, I wouldn't say a tomboy because I loved like pink and pretty dresses, but I would be like climbing mountains in my pretty dresses. Um, and then in my teens, my early teens, I got really sick. Um, and sort of totally stopped like any form of exercise um, because I was so fatigued. I, I got mo- I had mono um, oh, glandular fever. We call it here. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it hit me like super hard, um, and I just I never really recovered. And then I was diagnosed with post viral fatigue um, and crushed. So I originally got sick when I was twelve, and then I crashed completely when I was seventeen. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I spent like three months bed bound, like could barely walk, um, and spent like a year sort of in recovery, I had to drop out of school, I couldn't really work, um, and it was like through my recovery, I, I went into like holistic healing, uh, and I did like acupuncture and a lot of meditation and a lot of like work on myself emotionally, uh, and sort of built myself up to a point where I got myself back into work and everything and originally started going to the gym just because I was so physically weak like I had absolutely no muscle tone whatsoever because I'd been so inactive for so long I can remember like going to the gym and like struggling to leg press like 30 kilos (laughs) when I started and um you could probably put another zero on the end now (laughs) um and yeah so that's how it's it started uh, initially, I I put it off for so long because it was like I'm exhausted. How am I gonna like exercise? It's not gonna help me. But gradually, I realised that if I was consistent exercising three or more times a week, a lot of my symptoms just stopped. Um, like I you suffer a lot of like joint and muscle pain, and I I know like training <laughs> you think yeah. it's gonna yeah. be, but it's a totally different different kind it's yeah not it's like... funny you say that because i've actually experienced that too where i have some sort of serious injury and um you know that advice is always to just let it heal let it yeah. rest but then you just do maybe you don't push yourself quite as hard but you do a little bit and all of a sudden you feel 10 times better than you could have yeah. ever imagined um but sorry go ahead continue no yeah it was it was it was like that and it just i guess i've always been a bit all or nothing um and before i got sick before i got really really sick i, I was like 
a real party girl. Like I lived, yeah. I lived to rave. <laughs> like that was, I don't know. That's how like every weekend I used to go out like four times a week, yeah. and I was, I just lived for partying. And when I got sick, obviously I couldn't really do that anymore. And and I guess like after doing a lot of work on myself emotionally, as well, I was in like a different headspace, and I feel like fitness like filled like a void in my life, I guess. And I just totally dove dove into it. After a few months, I was training six days a week and not even questioning it. It was like I wanted to yeah. go and, and do it. And I think I found, like, after, like, having to drop out of school, I had, like, a lot, a lot of self-doubt and didn't really know, like, where my life was going to go, what I was going to, like, what future I had. And finding that sort of discipline and determination in the gym and seeing my progress and the results there somehow like made me be able to apply that to the rest of my life and like I built a lot of like confidence there and like a self-belief that I think I'd like lost lost sight of so it's been as as much an emotional and mental journey as it has a physical journey for me definitely do you think you'd be where you were today had you not been ill when you were 16 17 no like i wouldn't take it back for anything in the world and it's 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 still something that is part of my life and it's still something that i have to be mindful of like i don't know if i'll ever be a hundred percent healthy and ever be a hundred percent cured i was diagnosed with post-viral but autoimmune runs in my family on both sides um my sister was given the same diagnosis as me in her early 20s she's 20 years older than me she's in her 40s now and she's very very severely ill and it's a it's always a little bit daunting like that could be a window into my my future um but at the same time i think like i was on like a really self-destructive path before I crashed, which was part of, you know, I was ill anyway, but I didn't help myself. <laughs> and um, and I, I, it did, like, it totally changed the, the course of, of my life and made me build myself from, I think, younger than a lot of people. I think I feel like I've done a lot of self-development work in 25, but my self-development work started from a way younger point than I think a lot of people even like consider <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's great um I, I i feel like you know when people have those type of experiences in their lives where it just sort of changes things and they have to just stop um almost everything else that they're doing and, and really just focus i think it kind of gives them the opportunity to reevaluate some of the things and it sounds like you're doing a, you've done a pretty good job of that since uh, that happened when you were younger um, so going on to social media you have 500,000 followers to put that in new perspective I have 600 that's it there's no thousand after that um, so how did that come to be how did that how did you explode do you remember was it did it happen in like a span of a week or a month or was it kind of really drawn out tell us about that it was very, very specific. It was very fast. Um, so I, I had been Instagramming probably for a year or two, not, not very seriously. Um, I used to make like fitness memes and it was just, it became like a journal to hold myself accountable. And I've always, like I was, I th when I first got into fitness, I started following like, um, like the Gymshark yeah. athletes. And that was like a really big 
part of like motivating me and how I sort of started paying more attention to Instagram and social media. Um, and it was like mind boggling. Like this is like, there's people out here that are doing this for work. Like yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, and for the first few years, it was to, it seemed to me like totally out of reach. Like I just started training and I, you know, I mm -hmm. had, I had hardly any followers. I had, you know, like I first started my Instagram. Yeah, I didn't like have any followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Less. Like I just start, I just started my Instagram. I didn't even know how it worked properly. I can remember like, like accidentally liking athletes' pictures and being like, oh my god, that's so awkward. <laughs> and then like friends being like, no, that's what you do on Instagram. It's yeah. fine. Like you can just like like things. Um, and it took me a really long time to even admit to myself that it's something that I wanted to do. Do you know? Yeah. It felt like crazy it felt like being like oh i, I want to be like a, a movie star i want to be and obviously it's, it isn't really like that but that's it felt as big as that to me to even sure. admit yeah. it felt like such a crazy out of reach dream to have and probably like it was july not last july the, no june the year bef before not last june the year before okay. um i quit my job and I qualified as a PT and I was like, I'm gonna work as a PT and I'm gonna spend a year like really focusing on building my social media. And I was like, it was, for me, it was like a total like, I don't wanna drop an F-bomb, it was like, yeah, fuck it moment. Like, I was just yeah. like, <laughs> I was just like, I was just, yeah, like I was just like, like I risked everything and just jumped, jumped into it. And my aim, was like to grow I wanted in my head I was like I want 30,000 followers this time next year yeah like that's that was my goal and a month after I left my job um I m made friends with uh this guy called Jason Jason Moments on social media we ended up doing a video together which was um me wearing very short shorts and engaging mm -hmm. reactions of, from the public in London um, and it just banged, <laughs> like, oh, really? it just blew like so big. And we've done a few videos, our videos generally like, Jason's amazing, his videos do really well and the videos that we do together tend to do really well. Like we work really, like we really enjoy working together yeah. and like we bounce, bounce off each other really nicely. And yeah, it, it exploded so big. And I think I gained about 300,000 followers in that first week. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, it that was, had to be it overwhelming, was, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, was, I didn't sleep for days because I was just sitting there like scrolling on my phone, like just watching like... You couldn't believe like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like when the video went out, I was like, they, they were like, you did it, like this is going to be big. And I was like, oh, if I gain, you know, I think I was on just under 5,000 followers when the video went out. And I was like... If I hit 10k, that would be like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like it just kept it just kept going. It just kept going. Um, so yeah, it was a total whirlwind. Um, and it's it's. I think there's like there's pros and cons to it. Like it's a, it's a, amazing. I feel like so blessed because it's changed my life. And so it changed like the course of my life and my career. And um, like it was really fun to to make sometimes like 
just like soul destroying as well it it's like a one minute video it took us a week yeah. <laughs> of like every day we were filming from morning till night we went like so hard on it um but i it, it, there's something as well in growing a following like more slowly where people follow you and they connect with you you know people watched a video of me that went really viral and i got a load of followers but they didn't necessarily have like a connection to me before mm -hmm following do you know like usually i think people they see you on the on their explore they read your captions they like engage with it and then maybe that happens three or four times and they're like right, okay i'm going to follow this person and they have some kind of like investment in you um whereas initially like my following was very much like just like didn't didn't know who i was or, or what i was about and it was really like harsh in yeah. the first few months so <laughs> like how, how did you educate the following understand what you were all about it's one of the things that i felt like proudest of because like totally frankly like a lot of people just followed me because of the way that i look you know and it was like it, it that, that was that was it there was nothing really more to it and it's been like a really tough initially a really tough journey because i had like a lot of lashback and people were nasty on the internet and especially like when you don't have any experience of it at all and you go from literally like six like under uh, sorry under 5k followers and like no one cared what like what i was doing enough to like really leave that many negative comments I used to yeah. get the odd one here and there like but suddenly it was like thousands yeah. <laughs> you know of like just people being being nasty and i just really like persevered with it and i like i i write long captions and I talk to people and I feel like that is that is one of the things that I'm proud of, proudest of because now I really it's quite rare that I get negative comments and I feel like followers that originally might have followed me just to look at my body like actually engage <laughs> with what I have to say now yeah. um, probably as well as maybe enjoying <laughs> just yeah. looking at my body but um, like. I don't, I don't even get like, I don't get that many sleazy DMs. I never get dick pics, like hardly at all, oh, which yeah. I think like, I yeah. got, I, I feel like I got more when I had less followers than I do now. Um, and, and I get people message me about stuff that is like incredible. Do you know, people message me, I've had people that are, struggling with substance abuse message me and talk about it i've had people that are suicidal message um i've had um people that are transgender and wanting to transition not mm. knowing how to speak to their family and i feel like so like humbled and touched that whatever i've done i've created a platform and i've created like an image of myself that makes people feel that that I'm a safe person to talk to about things like that and that like me that means more to me than anything else when it comes to social media. It's it like, sounds to me that you look at it as more of a, a personal development role for other people rather than just being this is how you get fit, this is how you get active, this is how you get my body. You've got to act it from a kind of different perspective to many other people in the fitness industry. And do you think that's somewhere that the industry could go in the future or do you think a lot of people are still doing it for very much the physical attributes i think it's it i always like think this like you live in a bubble 
of like you attract and you you look for what you believe in so I feel like that is a growing thing in the fitness industry and I feel like it's moving more and more in that direction um, but then again I follow people that think that way and that promote promote that kind of mentality but a lot of people now I think you know are sort of like posting content that has has a deeper meaning that has you know a bit more you know if you look at sort of we were talking earlier about um my podcast Matt Ogus is somebody that he does talk about things in like a bit a bit more in depth and does talk about like mentality as well um Brittany that I do the podcast with she's she's like that too um Amanda Bucci is another one that you know she does a lot of personal development and a lot of business development I think like she's super inspiring uh there's a lot like I could go on forever <laughs> there's like but like a lot of definitely like my friends and the people that I follow um whether I know them personally or not are about that like giving that message um of it is more than just the way you look it should be more than just the way you look it's about your health all round physically and mentally and, and it should be an act of self-love and self-care going to the gym taking that time to really invest in yourself and your body um and I think like then the way you look becomes like an amazing bonus and it's you know not to say that it isn't a part of motivating especially if you're prepping for a competition or something like that you have to look at things aesthetically but I definitely think it should be where the fitness industry is moving moving more okay so we're going to jump into more of a rapid fire session to wrap things up I'm just going to throw some questions off you and you can answer them okay well I ramble so it won't be quick (laughs) but you can try it some of them are about fitness some of them are not so to start off uh, we'll give you a softball because I told you what it was going to be earlier is what's your favourite post-workout meal ooh like favorite ever if I could have anything it would probably be like pizza obviously (laughs) (laughs) um but usually I actually usually have a carb killer after I eat after I train um because I nearly always have one in my bag and they sell them at my at one of my gyms um that's uh is that the grenade bar yeah like that's my that's my go-to because I am starving after I after a train um it's before yeah, usually because I train in the evenings. Um, I try and eat like I try and eat quite a while before training, just because I find it uncomfortable. Like I don't, yeah, find it uncomfortable if I eat just before training. Um, that's like one of the things as well with my chronic illness. My digestive system um, is slow, um, <laughs> so I need to like eat a few hours before. But yeah, afterwards I usually have a carb killer. Um, and I train quite late in the evening, so sometimes that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really starving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends how late. Or else I'll just have, like, your standard salad and yeah. some form of meat. Okay, so what's one thing you do in the morning to start your day right? I'm so nothing. I, like, I'm so <laughs> not a morning person. Yeah. I literally drag myself out of bed, like, with the 
bare minimum time <laughs> required <laughs> to like throw myself together and I wish that I was more of a morning person and started my day right um Something I think it's really important to yeah. do to set like but I like I just I just don't wake up <laughs> I just don't that's okay so maybe what's one thing you do before you go to sleep to kind of start your day right the next so day that's um, in the evening, so I always go to the gym, nearly always go to the gym in the evening and that is like f a really big thing for me of, of like just getting like ending the day and like clearing my mind. Um, I listen to audiobooks quite a lot. While you work um, out? No, well sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, but in the evenings, like before, before bed. Are you talking stories, business, social Both. media? Both. What are you listening to right now? I'm listening to um, the new... I don't know if you ever read His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. Um, no, they, I haven't. They yeah. came out uh, a, few, a few years ago. A few years ago. <laughs> uh, and they were the, like the Northern Lights, um, Amber Spider, Subtle Knife and Amber Spyglass. And I loved them when I was a kid. Yeah. And he just brought out a new book that's part of His Dark Materials. Uh like years later so that's what I'm listening <laughs> is that, to right is that your favourite book or? it was definitely it's definitely up there I'd say Harry Potter's probably my favourite I knew you were saying I you a big Lord of the Rings fan I am a big Lord of the Rings fan I just went the other weekend to an all night screening of Lord of the Rings actually but I never finished the books they are they are they're a slog to read they're really tough I started them I read The Hobbit but I had I don't <laughs> I had them all on audiobook though. I've always I've always listened to audiobooks since I was a kid. To be fair, I used to have Lord of the Rings on CD and Harry Potter on tapes. Early version of audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is that is early version. <laughs> yeah, I had I had them on tape as well. Both both of them. Falling asleep to Stephen Fry for five years of my life. <laughs> I still do it. I still have the Harry Potter audiobooks, and I go to sleep them sleep to them quite frequently. Yeah. I never really got into Harry Potter as much. I feel like, uh, or Lord of the Rings either. I, I'm more of a Game of Thrones guy, and I feel like those audiobooks. Slightly different audiences. Yeah, I feel like those audiobooks probably wouldn't be as. Uh, I do have. Pleasant. I have them as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. There you go. You uh, should listen to the Warlord uh, trilogy. They're they're quite good if you like Game of Thrones. They're like King Arthur, but like like real, like yeah. raw King Arthur, um, <laughs> and they're really cool. So, if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be and why? What would I be or what do I think I would be? Because like, I'd, both. I'd, <laughs> I'd probably be like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is that? Because they're just a bit like the way they, the way they run and they're a bit <laughs> awkward um, well, and a bit like, a <laughs> 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 they're a bit awkward and I don't know, I'd probably be a penguin, not very graceful. Um, but I'd love to be like, I don't know, like a, some kind of cool cat or something, or a wolf, probably. It's kind of like Snow Lion. Yeah. Is that a thing? Snow Leopard. It's gotta snow be somewhere, leopard. right? <laughs> I'd love to be like a snow leopard or, yeah, like a wolf or something, but probably wouldn't be. I think a wolf's a good one. I, I, I would consider, it'd probably be in my top three. If yeah. I had, if 
this was the other way around. <laughs> um, all right, kind of going off that, this is another sort of funny question. If you can be any type of sandwich, what would be on your? What would be on it? <laughs> I would. My favorite sandwich is jamón serrano with cheese and tomato and a little bit of olive oil. Wow. So if you were a sandwich, that's that would what be I'd it. be. Awesome. Okay, so jamón con queso y tomate y aceite. How many languages do you speak? Two. Two. There you go. I only speak one. So, um, so to wrap things up, uh, what's something you never leave home without? My phone. Well, unless I forget it. <laughs> but generally my phone is the one thing I try not to leave the house I'd love to say my keys but that is not true Yeah, I leave them at home quite frequently and then one final tip or trick for our audience members this could be about fitness, it could be about social media it could be about dieting and eating right and nutrition um, anything you think that's important they should know, what's one good tip for them to take home no pressure no don't worry, we'll cut the, uh, the dead time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like my biggest tip, and I think it ties into pretty much all areas of life, is being authentic and being true to yourself. And not in like a screw everybody it's about me kind of way but in a just like when you when it's when it is true when it's when you come from your best and when you come from love and you take a step back to really be comfortable in yourself um it doesn't need to be <laughs> it doesn't need to be harsh or sharp like that you know um and i think too, people spend too much time stressing um about who they should be or who they should be pleasing or trying to imitate someone else and thinking they're going to find happiness from it and you just know like you're always going to be you whether you try and mask it or not um and you'll probably do better if you if yeah. you if you're following like what you truly want to be doing yeah that's an awesome tip especially um you know around the holidays and I think that's a, you know it's always something important to keep in mind. So that about wraps things up. I'm new. Special thanks to Cash. She was awesome. Um, remember to listen, yeah. rate, and subscribe, and to be nice to people on the internet. All right. Thanks everybody. <laughs>